1: good day hello to you all your essential podcast has begun for the now 1177th time we are rolling uh welcome to it uh darla already took a dump in this studio for now the second day in a row thank god pooh bear walked in to uh break up the party because uh that would have been a hot breakfast for her had pooh bear not walked in So I guess now the new thing to do is, this is a change. Let her out first thing in the morning, which I do. Then she eats. Then I guess I have to let her out again. You see, it's a learning process. I'm not doing anything wrong. And so, uh, yeah, I guess. Holy crap. Literally, holy crap. Son of a bitch. Uh, But okay, what a way to start the day. So before the show starts, I had to pick up poop, and then the cat puked. Kenny says, this is constant. This is what he said. Every time I talk about this, he didn't say it today, but uh, he might not even be in here yet. But uh, he goes, every time you talk about this stuff, it's always a reminder to me. Whenever I feel like I want a pet. I just I just hearken back to these stories. Yeah, they do make the life a little bit more complex, without a doubt. But um, I'm a mess. I love my dogs and cats so much. I mean, seriously, it's like now to a point where with four, uh, it's like I'll never be less than four. Because we have four now, so everybody assumes, oh, well, if one happens to go to the Rainbow Bridge, just get another one. Now, I don't know if I want to go that route again. I was just thinking about that. You know, in the in- the inevitability of um, pets going to the Rainbow Bridge, um, I have to resist the urge to just new dog it, like new doggy, uh, if one goes to the Rainbow Bridge. That's what we did with Daisy. I mean, it wasn't even close. So, I think it would be more appropriate with two. Not that... I mean, you see, it's like... I don't want to give you the idea that I don't like having four. I mean, this is an... app. We have more animals by far. We have double the amount of animals in the house, in this house, and we do people. Uh, We are just two humans, three humans, two and a half humans, with uh, living... In dog beds. We are in their territory in this house. My God. Yeah, we kind of have a problem here. But, uh, all right. That's how it goes. Today is my beloved stepmother Joanne's birthday. 88, November 16th. Today, she turns 88. Never forget when I first met her. The thing about Joanne is she has been remarkably consistent. Very uh, loving, happy-go-lovey. Ha- half, wait, that's happy-go-lucky. Always, uh, Always fun and engaging, even when I was a little boy. I was like nine years old, 10 years old when I first met Joanne. And uh, she has always been very, very cool. Just the coo- coolest customer you could find. You know, so as it was growing up, when my mom and dad got divorced, my mom was so goddamn pissed at my dad over uh, leaving her and divorcing her. Man, uh, mom, you know, I don't know. I've never been divorced, so I don't know what it's like, but, um, the way it worked out in my house is boy, it was just a, uh, a, a goddamn, uh, tsunami of negativity because like mom was pissed and there's four boys in this house when I was Eight. I'm the youngest. You got the oldest is 20. And then the next oldest is 18. All right. Those are my mom's kids from her first marriage. No blood relation to my dad. My dad adopted these two. Then you got Jim. When my dad leaves, who's 12 and EZ is eight. Now, I don't have any idea what's going on, but what I experienced was my mom wants to kick my dad's ass and the two oldest brothers also want to kick my dad's ass. Now they can't kick my dad's ass because he's not there, but. They got the next best thing, Jim and I, who are the son of my dad. And, but I had, I mean, I'm eight, I'm a fucking eight year old. I have no idea what the fuck is going on. All I know is that suddenly this house is upside down and it's three against two. It was a fucking nightmare with these three motherfuckers. Holy shit. Uh, talk about wearing your heart on your sleeve. God damn. This was not the most fun. So right away, that establishes as, uh, as the new uh, way it's going to be in this house. So I'm like, what the fuck? So then, uh, you know, every so often I go over to my dad's. And, uh, you know, that's like the oasis. Immediately. It's like that's where things are cool. Like, oh, thank God. And then my, my mom, when like my dad would show up to pick me up for the weekend. Um as he's pulling in the driveway, my mom and uh, she'd say, All right, time to mow the lawn. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm, again, I'm eight. An eight year old. Like, what? Yeah, first you got to pick up the dog crap, then go mow. So my dad would be waiting out there for like two hours, and then my my older brothers are just staring at me, tapping their feet, like, "Yeah, you better get that shit done." I'm like, "Jesus Christ, this is like uh, this is like straight out of the pages of a uh, Cinderella." I think, maybe not, but uh, it it was fucking so stupid. So then I would wander over. To uh finally get over get get to my dad, he'd take us to the movies. Uh kill the hamster, which is ridiculous. That 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 was such a nightmare. In all of these uh instances that I would hang out with my dad, the one that stands out to me was I don't know what fucking movie we were going to see, but oftentimes on a Friday, he would take us to uh, showcase cinemas in Sterling Heights now known as Sterling Whites, Michigan. And the day, it was like a 99 degree day. And I, I brought my fucking hamster. And uh, we get to the... It's like, you know, six o'clock. It's still hot as fuck. Roll up the windows. Oh, yeah, let's go to the movies. So... I've got everybody with a vendetta in my home. And then my dumb shit dad rolls up the windows. We, we come back from the movies with a dead hamster in the car. Like, are you drunk? How could you possibly have done this? Boy, I've had my, I've had terrible luck with hamsters. Talk about uh, scarring moments. I will never forget that. I was fucked up. He immediately. So I don't know. I'm pretty sure as it, yeah, that night we wandered over to a pet store and got another hamster. So it, we're driving to my dad's house with a dead hamster and an alive hamster. I think, I don't even know what happened to the hamster, the the dead one. I think my dad might've just put it in like a popcorn bag and thrown it out or something like that. Jesus. So bad. Son of a bitch. But uh, that was... uh, And then he met Joanne. And Joanne just, like I said, so damn cool. I have... uh, She's got one speed. Even keel. Even freaking keel. Uh, Can he suggest my dad threw the hamster at a nearby tree? No. Hard to believe, though, that only a decade later... 12 years later is that would happen. Where I actually headed I mean I was probably thinking about that that at that moment. When that incident happened at college when I threw the hamster against the tree for those of you who don't know the story no I'm not telling the whole fucking story right now. All I all I'll uh, park on is when I saw that the hamster was ill I actually called A, uh, a vet. And I go, oh yeah, I'd like to make an appointment. Okay. All right. What's the pet's name? Uh, Richie. Okay, great. Um, so, uh, what seems to be the problem? Well, he's in his cedar chips and he's not drinking from his water bottle. And, um, uh, he's, he's leaking something green. Wait a minute. What is this? Oh, it's a hamster. Oh no, no, no. we don't, we don't, uh. I go, she says, we don't, we don't, uh, see hamsters. I go, well, why? And she says, because they're inconsequential. It's just like having a mouse. I'm like son of a bitch. Uh, Kevin Kuypers is a son of a bitch too, because he wants me to tell this story. And I, no, I'm not, I'm not going to be your goddamn monkey. I'm not going to tell the story. Shut up. Uh, so there you go. I'm in, I'm happy that I can uh, see Joanne and my dad and Charity Scam Mike and my sister slash stepsister Liz. Uh, coming up on Thursday for Thanksgiving. Megan is, uh, is a fucking dumbass too. All caps yelling at me. Easy. Literally everyone wants you to tell the story. Uh, no, they don't. Can you not see Linda? Does she not count? Does Maureen not count? As I see it, you and Kevin Kuipers wants me to tell the story. Have you ever been told to pipe down? Adam says, I am okay if I never hear the hamster again. So quite literally, not everyone wants to hear it, which is the opposite of what you just suggested. Uh, Linda says, I hope the college hamster uh, was the last hamster you own. Absolutely. No, without a doubt. Todd in Minnesota with stupid comment of the day he says you don't know if it identifies as the hamster how dare you assume its gender yeah it that's a stupid comment and 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 it, enough enough in fact i've got a story about um someone changing gender a little bit later on uh too often dumbasses suggest Uh, that Todd says it's meant to be stupid. It's called sarcasm. Well, there you go. I'm not in a sarcastic mood right now. Pardon me. Anyway. Um, all right. Off and running. So glad you are here. In the state of Michigan, everybody's talking about, um, football coaches being suspended. There is another football coach that is suspended in the great state of Michigan. First of all, Harbaugh has his big hearing with like a judge tomorrow. I'm going to feature that. Uh, I'm going to play that clip of Chris Russo that I posted on Facebook. It's a fantastic clip. I love Chris Russo. He's a He's an idiot. I just love him. He's on one. I I guess there's some show called "What Are You Mad About?" or a segment called "What Are You Mad About?" with uh, with with Chris Russo, longtime uh, uh, New York City SiriusXM um, sports talk host. He says he has had enough with Michigan playing the victim.
2: Michigan makes it sound like they got some raw deal, and like how dare you do this to Michigan? Well, they it! Did we kill the Astros? Did we kill Belichick? You're doing right, we did, and now we're going to go kill Michigan for doing the same thing. I cannot believe that Michigan is acting like they somehow got a raw deal. And by the way. No more Michigan announcers on television shows <laughs> Stevie Stevie? defending Michigan's program. You got no credibility. Guys win high from trophies well for What <laughs> wonder who are you talking about? Nonsense They cheated.
1: By the way, uh Tyler uh Tyler says that he's got some arm waves like the NFK going. Take
2: your punishment, take the two extra games and move.
1: Desmond <laughs> what are you talking about Stevie
3: I'm not saying that they should even, even be Desmond in a college football playoffs. five well, minutes we're going to get advantage. he can call him to the show we we get. Get. what are you talking about yeah, five minutes we I were, made that very fun. clear
4: Doggy, you out here starting mess now. Yeah. What
2: mess did they make? Desmond, my, Des- you, yeah. He,
4: you finna hear from Desmond. How about
2: Charles Woodson?
4: Uh, yeah. How oh. about
2: Woodson is on Fox during the pregame on Saturday saying this is a disgrace. You can't. He's got no credibility. You, you started uh, start, uh, start uh, network wars, man. High-
1: they should call this show uh, Black People Laugh at Crazy White Guy because that's what's happening here. I think that would be the newest thing they could do on ESPN. It's just have uh, black people laugh at crazy fucking honkies.
2: What are they going to say? Hey, you know, like Michigan did cheat, let's suspend them? He ain't going to say that. Dog,
4: are they doing what they supposed to do? I have another thing.
5: Come
1: we explain that? That's great. I think it's funny. People get, uh, get so butthurt over that shit. God damn. Uh, that has to hurt his voice acting that upset and not being upset. I, I think he's pretty much made a career out of it. Ben says the dude is right. He absolutely is right. Michigan has leaned into this. So, so incredibly. I did you know, frankly, I would too. um, I mean, son of a bitch. The meter has been moved so much with the entertainment level of Michigan's cheating, uh, the viewership, the fact that they're selling merch, Michigan versus everybody. So great. I am, I'm happy this happened. This has made what I already find interesting college football. To be more interesting than pro football. And I'm really interested in pro football. I mean, I love, I mean, when the uh, uh, rankings, the uh, top four teams that are going to make the playoffs, uh, that comes out. And uh, now Georgia is one with Ohio State two, Michigan three, and then Florida State at four. Todd says, who doesn't cheat? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, probably everybody. But uh, Michigan is the one we're talking about now. Ben says, for the while, it was always Detroit versus everybody. Like there was a t-shirt that said Detroit versus everybody. Now, it's lost its luster. The blank versus everybody because someone stole it. I mean, next thing you know, we're going to see Joe Moss versus everybody or Ottawa Impact versus everybody. That's not a bad idea. Those fucking idiots would probably buy that. Uh, More on that in a second. But the reason why I brought this up is because in the state of Michigan, there is another coach who is in deep shit and is serving a suspension. Now, the thing about these two schools, that are involved in this story. Uh, They are Michigan State and Grand Valley State University. First of all, I am sick and tired of people suggesting that following these two football teams is interesting. It's not. There is nothing interesting about uh, Grand Valley State against Ferris State. Uh, My fantasy football league is more interesting than uh, high school slash college playoffs, which is what this is. These two teams meet in like these little fucking stadiums that have like one bleacher that seats like 60 people. And, uh, you know, God damn! They don't even have a bus. The players have to drive themselves to the game, wearing their equipment, like literally driving from Big Rapids to, to uh, 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 Allendale, wearing shoulder pads and a helmet. They show up and play the stupid game. Then they like hitchhike home. Well, the coach of the Ferris State team. Is some jerk. And he, uh, I guess, in the he's not a jerk. I don't know. I'm just saying that. Uh, his name is Tony Anise. And I guess he's won, like, the championship for the past couple of years. Because they, like, they have this playoff system that's even better than the big boys, like Michigan. And, uh, you know, it, it's win in advance. It's actually a tournament. It's fantastic. Ferris State last year and the year before has won the championship. Chris says they have to wear the gear the whole drive. Yeah. They don't have any place to change. The football field is literally in the middle of a cornfield. There's no structures. So all players have to drive themselves wearing their football cleats and their shoulder pads and their helmets. Uh, Maureen writes, Tony Anise is from Corona, right next door to Owasso, where I live. And then she says, fun fact. There is nothing fun about that fact. That's not fun. I don't... Me reading... Yeah, it's about you. I Me reading that the stupid football coach of this stupid football team happens to be from a ridiculous town... Next to the ridiculous town that you live in. There's nothing fun about that. That's just you trying to get me to talk about you. That's ridiculous. Yellow card. Yellow card. Linda says, I was going to say the same thing. It's a good thing you didn't. I'm in a mood now. Well, this jerk... He got the team wins the championship last year, and they start passing out cigars in the locker room. And then, uh, the, so the team's having a good time. They're celebrating, they're getting ready to jump in their cars and drive back. Uh, a couple of players smoking a cigar in the locker room. And then it ends and then everybody goes home and then they go uh, back to their school and study pharmacy. That's what that, that's the big thing at Ferris is the uh, everybody leaves the school as a pharmacist. I would love to ask a question to a pharmacist. Why when I get a refill, does it take three hours? You know, even if you do have to dump the pills that they're coming from to put into my bottle, even if you do dump them on a tray and count them with the metal thing and count 30 of them out and put them into a bottle, that still should not take 30 or 3 hours. Don't can't you just open the bottle, dump them in your hand and then dump them in the other bottle? That is a 30 second job. Megan says Ferris has an awesome automotive program. You're welcome for that fun fact. Uh, you're welcome for a yellow card. First you yell at me in all caps. And now you give me nonsense. Uh, all of a sudden. The. uh Governing body, I don't know, NCAA slash shit school. Reaches out to Ferris and says, hey, after the celebration, uh, you're in trouble, Tony Anise. He's like, why? What the fuck did I do? I didn't cheat. No, but uh, two of your players actually lit the cigar. So two of his players lit the cigar. I guess you're not supposed to um, uh, smoke. It's like a smoke free facility. And because a player's lit a cigar, he gets suspended the following year, now for the first playoff game, which happens to be against the other idiot school, Grand Valley. What a bunch of bullshit. This is so dumb. Uh, you'll hear from Tony Anise here in this uh in this segment with Jack Doles.
6: Michigan Ferris states Tony Anise will not be allowed to coach his team on Saturday. A one game playoff suspension will keep him off the sidelines. But as Alec Johnocopoulos reports from Big Rapids, he will be allowed in
2: Lubber Stadium.
1: It's not a stadium. It's it's a set of bleachers.
2: Sixty seven mile stretch separates two of the best look at. You see, and they D two programs, and the they they did like a uh, time lapse of the route.
1: This is all you see in this state is a road with a ninety billion country.
2: trees. It's just two great football programs fighting it out, and we we just happen to be. Uh, Look at the field. It's just it's surrounded by like people's houses. There's there's nothing there within sixty miles of each other. Pulling up to a fair estate practice. <laughs> You'll find head coach Tony Anise in his element, but you won't find him at Saturday's game. I technically speaking can be at the game. Um, just can't, I got to buy my own ticket and stuff like that. So I don't know if, uh, that's a good idea. You see, I'll give this to
1: Tony Anise. He's been punished for a bullshit thing and he's taking it like a man. And so are the fans of this high school. Um, You know, if you—anything like this, uh, you know, you think about um, Michigan. I mean, compared to Tony Anise, they are the biggest bitches on the planet.
2: After winning back-to-back national titles, Anise was suspended for one postseason game after two players lit cigars in a smoke-free locker room. When people said, why would they suspend you for the first playoff game? Uh, my answer was, well, because they're going to put us against Grand Valley. That was in March. As his players get ready to make the trip south, they'll notice a quieter sideline.
1: He's got, he's got to make a stupid shirt. It's his Ferris State versus everyone. What are you going to miss about
2: Tony on the sidelines this Saturday?
6: He's yelling. He's go, 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 go. He's, you know, he's always screaming. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry.
1: Hearing his voice. Come on, dude. All these football players, they're the only black people in Macosta County. Okay, if they wander off of the football proper, off of the uh, football uh, field, and the and the offices, um, the locals there will get really, really
2: scared. Defense, get inside. come on, the get in the backfield. I'm gonna that. Players know they won't hear from him as he's barred from communicating with the team on Saturday. What the hell is that guy doing? Saturday. Now he's trying to focus on getting them ready for Grand Valley. When I stop feeling sorry for myself and and trying to put it into perspective. I know my team uh, has my back. I hope they fight harder uh, than they. You see, would. this
1: is the way you take a punishment. Would if I was Harbaugh should take a page off of this guy's, uh,
2: take a page from his book on the sidelines. While he won't make that drive south with his team, he's focusing on the road to a national title. And self pity is the greatest form of self destruction. So I just got to suck it up and. And be a big boy. Yeah, Reporting there you from go. Big Rapids. I'm Alec Jonicopoulos, News 8. That's how you do it. New
0: proactive clean.
2: He's, he's
1: taking it like a man. He's behaving like an adult. Uh Dan says, Wow, so stupid. No smoking, no drinking in the dorms either. Fuck the NCAA. Wow, he's taking this. Dan's taking this hard. I hope the players get a deal with a cigar company and use it to make money. Now that would be funny. Um, elitist Eric pushing his way to the front of the line, I guess. You'll find a random goat next to the field and a tire burning facility next door. Chris says, wow, he's not whining. Linda says, this is where AI and holograms would come in handy. So that is that. Um, turning to Michigan. I don't know if this is good or bad because the headline reads uh, Ex Michigan staffer Connor Stallions did not file any expense reports. So from the time he walked in the door, um, who, his job at Michigan was a sign interceptor. He met with Jim Harbaugh, and they had an interview. And uh, Jim said, okay, this is what I want you to do. We're going to hire you, and you are an employee, and you're going to stand on the sidelines like you're doing something. You're really not. Your real job is you're going to go to all the football uh, games of, the, of our opponent's in the upcoming months, weeks, years, whatever. And you are going to know, uh, forward and backwards, every play that is called and the corresponding signs. You're going to video it. And uh, I want you to have a gaggle of people. It's like the mafia, you know? Uh, Harbaugh's in charge, and then he gives the order to stallions, who then gives the order to his crew. And they all are like uh, versions of Connor Stallions, duplicate stallions. And you all are going to know what the fuck is up. And then you're going to report back to me. And then you're going to be on the sidelines with me. And I'm going to act like I don't know who you are. But it's up to you to tell me what plays are coming in. So we're going to pay you money to do that. And then you go ahead and buy, take care of all this yourself, turnkey. And then I'm going to dig into my pocket And give you cash money to reimburse you. So there's no paper trail. That's how we cover up our tracks. Now, in the event that you are busted of this, uh, you're going to resign and act like you did this on your own. And then we're going to pay you to resign a lot of money. Okay? Uh, One, two, cheat on three. One, two, three, cheat. That's what happened. Everybody knows it. Uh, It's a wonderful scheme. Harbaugh is a goddamn cheat. Uh, He is no Tony Anise. This asshole has his stupid hearing tomorrow, and I hope it goes horribly. Uh, This story, though, from Brad Galley from uh, Channel 7. In Detroit. Mm-hmm. I think. Never any fun when this happens. Got home turn- oh, God damn it. I hate that guy. It's a terrible commercial. I think these two are famous people doing commercials now because they can't get work. Right? Isn't that what I'm understanding? Isn't that how it works these days? All right. So much. have written so much.
6: Why do you feel like you should be on the sideline and the suspension should not be upheld this week?
4: I'm just going to talk to the, the court about that and make that a um, meritocracy of the case. You know, I'm not looking for any special treatment or try to drum up any, uh, any uh, popularity vote. I hate popularity contests. Anyway, just uh, um, go to...
1: Look, at, they're in front of the Michigan shoe store, I guess.
4: Work. Get the team. Uh, get the team ready. Find work to do. Certainly not going to sit around and uh, and worry about it, or uh, uh, just going to find work to do. That's what I do. And it, it,
1: why, why? Why when he's not in a game, uh, like on the sidelines, Does he still dressed like a coach?
4: Always leaves you having done something. Productive. Uh, he's, he's really
1: uh, gone the extra mile to look like a 1950s football coach. You know, he looks like a combination of Bo Schembechler and Woody Hayes combined.
4: As opposed to sitting around and not.
1: Hard to believe he was once a great quarterback. Well, decent quarterback. Doing
4: anything. So that's my, uh, that's my focus. Attacking day today with an enthusiasm unknown to mankind. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll see about that on On Friday.
6: How are you able to implement the game plan and put in all the work last week, while also realizing you had to prepare for a situation of you not being on the sideline in a situation where you where you could be?
4: Well, just our players, coaches, me. You know, it's we're strong. We're walking upright, innocent, and <laughs> with a single track mind yeah, of uh, waking up today and taking care of business. Go to sleep tonight, and then we'll wake up tomorrow and take care of business again.
6: You guys won again, and then yeah. watching that game, you're out 10-0. To do it with 32 consecutive run plays on the end of that box score yeah. is pretty remarkable in this day in Asian football. What, what made you most proud in watching that game from afar?
1: Uh, because I got away with cheating, and my team still won despite me not
4: being there. So many things. Kenneth Grant, his play, uh, J.J., uh, you know, big run. Shit. I mean, that's a four. I mean, the leader's future as we're having just the joy that they play with I always know he tried to hold the emotion back that postgame okay here we go together, and they play for each other talking about Sherron Moore way together always happy for the other guy's success and uh, onward
6: Sherron Moore I don't even think he tried to hold the emotion back. That post-game interview, I'm sure, is another image that will be you know, burned into this program's history for a very long time and into your mind. As you were watching that, you said, what, you're about five inches away from the TV screen? Yeah. yeah. What was your emotion watching that? I'm him? so happy
4: for him. Yeah. You know, And all the players are so happy for them, all, all the coaches. So I happy. agree with
1: Harbaugh. I love that guy. I, I want Harbaugh to get fired. So that we can get that uh, Sharon Moore guy on the sidelines. You want him. I mean the guy who's dropping he says, All praise be to God. I fucking love these guys. I love the shit out of you, coach. Fuck you. That guy is is fantastic.
4: Happy for them, but I mean especially Sharone Moore. I mean, imagine that situation. I mean it's uh it's going to the game Saturday morning. I mean, we don't know. Right, you know, so off he goes and uh you know putting that kind of that kind of environment you know that kind of pressure that kind of those kind of decisions that can that can uh win or lose a football game you know rest on rest on her, his shoulder be strong he is uh so mentally tough and physically-
1: oh he's not mentally tough come on he was a
4: big pussy.
1: he's, he's mentally weak a mentally strong person could have uh, kept his Pretty emotions tough. together
4: that's, that's why he's my favorite of the of favorites, you know? Um, and uh, just so happy to him. Second game, you know, get a, get a top 10 victory on the road. I mean, you can probably tell his, uh, his future is going to be very, very bright. Your daughter, uh, in, in the
6: public note that she put out about you, the love and appreciation that somebody gets from their kid yeah.
1: is about all you want. But Brad Galley is kissing this guy's ass, you know?
4: Like Brad said, there's nothing that means more than that.
6: History of Michigan football. Uh, what kind of toughness awaits you on the road again with another test here in the Big Ten?
4: It's tough Big Ten test. Um, you know, so much on the line, and uh, we're in November. We just gotta, gotta take care of business. Starts today, and we uh, go to sleep tonight, wake up, one-track mind, uh, getting prepared so we can go out there and play to our best on Saturday.
6: If this team beats Maryland, it's again setting up another big matchup like it is almost every season with Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Something you're going to talk about with these guys of, of again knowing what's to come?
1: I predict he's going to say, we're not worried about that now, we're worried about Maryland. Two weeks from now?
4: Oh yeah, I mean, they know. I mean, Brad, this is, I mean, this is this is in our wildest dreams, you know, what we hope for, uh, what we worked for. What, we, uh, what these guys ran all those wind sprints for, what they, what they lifted all those weights for, right. was to be in this position.
1: And- uh, six minutes, uh, that was a slog. It was a horrible, horrible job. Very. The only person who liked that interview, the only people are people like Kuypers and Joe Martinez. They actually have boners right now from that. Jesus. Makes me sick. Uh, Linda was thinking the same thing. Mentally tough. That's your definition of mentally tough. Chris says, uh, Sharon Moore seems mentally unstable. Ben says, Erdona Dan says, come on, I bet there is much more of this going on by alumni who would do it for a team for free. When I played literally, we figured out the other team's signals by the third inning. Ben responds, well, that's why this is so stupid. He created this huge cheating scheme when he had no reason to. He's a psycho. Uh, Tyler says, good job throwing out all the coaching cliches. Got to get prepared, take care of business, one-track mind. Donko says, I'm a Michigan fan, but he is hard to listen to. Yeah, he's got the tism. There's no question. Harbaugh is uh, Aspie with a touch of tism. Aspergery with some tism on the side. I believe that. Okay, now back to the story. Uh, a freedom of Michigan, I'm sorry, a freedom of information act. We all know those was filed by the Associated Press. Connor Stallions has had never ever filed an expense report during the 17 months he was formally employed by the football program, according to the school. Now the school is like, see, look, he was never given a dime. Uh, for, uh, buying all those football tickets. He just did it on his own. He spent thousands upon thousands of dollars, uh, in tickets and travel and food. Uh, just be just for fun. You know, even though he is employed by us. And, uh, uh, I mean, it's like, it's so ridiculous, the circumstantial evidence against this guy and Michigan's acting like they didn't do any fucking thing. It's like, well, then why was he on your payroll? If he's traveling hours on end week after week to these faraway places on his own dime. What does he do for you on the, on the football sidelines? Oh, Oh, that's a, that's a, he's a, he's a helper. He's a, he's a pal. He's a good guy. So Michigan's like, yeah, look, no proof that we ever gave him a dime. Yeah. That's because you just gave him cash. Or whatever the fuck. It's very easy to cover that up. This isn't hard. In my opinion, the lack of um, any expense reports proves his guilt. Uh, There are no responsive records. Patricia Sellinger, Chief Freedom of Information Officer at Michigan, replied in an email sent Wednesday. And there's nothing. It's just this Connor Stallions. No expenses. He was not uh, so dumb that he would file an expense report for a trip to East Lansing to watch the shitty Spartans play. Or a trip to uh, Mount Pleasant uh, slipping Coach McIlwain a thousand bucks on the sidelines so he can stand there in a goddamn disguise and pay attention to what Michigan State's doing on the sidelines. Uh, no cost of him going to uh, uh, Columbus and shooting video. The NCAA has documented plans and budget info outlining the scouting scheme, which I didn't realize that. This is smoking gun shit right here. According to this article, the NCAA has documented plans and budget information outlining the scouting scheme of Michigan opponents. And the Big Ten has those materials in their possession. Well, that's different than what was reported two and a half weeks ago. What was reported two and a half weeks ago was the NCAA has found no wrongdoing. So that completely contradicts that report. So one of these is wrong. The NCAA also shared evidence with the Big Ten and Michigan that showed Stallions purchased tickets to games and had people sit in those seats to obtain video of the sideline signals. The judge hearing is scheduled for tomorrow to hear the school's attempt to at least temporarily lift the Big Tens penalty and allow Harbaugh to coach Michigan against Maryland on Saturday and then against Ohio State. So for you Michigan fans, this is a big deal on Friday, you know? And um, one of my favorite things on uh, Friday of last week, was the fact that the Big Ten suspended him after the plane took off. And then all you idiot Michigan slappies suggesting right away. Oh, yeah. Judge on standby was the quote I saw. There was no judge on standby, you dicks. Like he's there standing next to uh, his closet with his judge robe, and he's just going to slide into it and uh, walk onto the bench and say, "Here we go." I lift. I hereby lift restraining order, or uh, yeah, make it so Harbaugh can coach. Ridiculous. And then all you dumbasses are like, "Yeah." And you know what? The judge is a Michigan alumnus. He's an alumni. you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. None of you. I love that none of that was true. And they said, yeah, we're all fucking done for the day. We're not doing this now. It's an emergency, though. It's a big football game. Michigan's playing at Penn State. It's an emergency. You're supposed to be on standby because we're Michigan. You entitled fucks. God damn. The thing about uh, the difference between Michigan and Michigan State. Michigan State, um, isn't so full of themselves when shit goes haywire, you know, like when it's revealed all the Nasser stuff, if all that shit happened at Michigan, if the Nasser stuff happened at Michigan, uh, it, it wouldn't have gone the way it did with them finally admitting and falling on the sword like Michigan State did. If the Nasser stuff happened at Michigan... Michigan fan would say it's it's the girls' fault. It, they, they did this. They, they wanted it. They shouldn't have dressed seductively. That's what Michigan fan would have said. If Harbaugh was the one heating up the German war helmet with that chick on the other end of the phone, they would have said she was asking for it. At least Michigan State... Knows how to punish. Michigan would never do that because they're trying to fucking win the big game. I, you know what? I support Michigan State more than I do Michigan. Because of moments where they throw fucking Mel Tucker out on his fat fucking face. The black Anton Shagur. Michigan doesn't know how to do anything when it comes to this. They're like, oh, no, I wouldn't do anything. Let's make some T-shirts. It's not our fault. What are you doing accusing us of shit? You assholes. Uh, The uh, the hearing is scheduled for Friday. Hear the school's attempt. Stallions had been employed at Michigan as a recruiting analyst, an annual salary of approximately $55,000. He resigned two weeks after he was suspended when the NCAA and Big Ten Conference acknowledged the school was being investigated. He said, oh yeah, hey, I've become a distraction. This is interesting. The NCAA does not directly ban the stealing of signs, but there are rules against using electronic equipment to record an opponent's signals, which is what he did. And Jim Harbaugh made him do it. Uh, and in-person advanced scouting of future opponents in season, which is what Michigan did. They sent Connor Stallions onto the sidelines of Central Michigan University in a disguise. In a disguise, after he gave Jim McElwain a thousand bucks, I made that part up. There are also rules against unsportsmanlike or unethical activities by coaches. Uh, Stallions, who's been identified on social media accounts as a graduate of the Naval Academy and a longtime Michigan football fan has not commented. I heard one asshole on the radio say, oh, yeah, he's just rogue. Michigan didn't even know that it happened. God damn. What a, what a world you live in. What a fantasy existence that is. Uh, Stallions, through his lawyer, said neither Harbaugh nor any member of his coaching staff told anyone to break any rules or were aware of improper conduct when it came to scouting. Lie. Harbaugh has denied knowledge of any alleged scouting scheme in his program. Lie. Lie, lie, lie. Unbelievable. Thank God tomorrow the judge is going to say, yeah, this is bullshit. Fuck you. Sit down. All right. Or maybe not. Now, okay. So... All of this nonsense has made me now. I still want Maryland to win, and I still want Ohio State to win. And I'm telling you, I swear to God, on a stack of Bibles, had this not happened, I'd be like, go Michigan. I want them to win because it's great. Dick Face Martinez writes evidence. Well, if you did, you just hear what I said? The NCAA handed over evidence to the Big Ten. And that will come out tomorrow. And then, when your coach is told that his next two games, he will not be there, you'll have to go, Ay, 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 Chihuahua, Pinche Pendejo, to Madre Azuna Puta. Whatever the fuck it is you say. Goddamn. All right. I got to catch up on uh, some loose ends here. First of all, thank you for watching the show on Facebook, X, and YouTube. Uh, got to kick you out, though. The rest of the show is available at uh, twitch.tv slash Eric Zane Live or download the Twitch app and search Eric Zane Live. I'm trying to get the daily viewership higher than that of the Ottawa County Commission meeting when they have a static image of the wall, when there's actually no meeting going on. Uh, I have a long way to go because... They have four times the audience when there's not even a meeting going on. So embarrassing. Uh, You can get uh, that help me by going to Twitch, twitch.tv slash Eric Zane live or download the Twitch app and search Eric Zane live audio podcast, wherever you download shows later on, as soon as this show is done, I take the audio and post it on all the platforms. Uh, You can reach out to me via email, Eric @eric at ericzane show.com on the shoreliners striping inbox. And then, Of course, you have Patreon, where tonight we have Who Are These Freebeers? Ben and I will go live on Patreon um, to break down our Heroes show at length. Ben will be focusing on the days that Freebeer... Freebeer wasn't there recently. Um, He took a couple days off to um, head out the door with um, the new Mrs. Freebeer. And they went somewhere. And uh, that meant that. uh, The rest of our heroes. Had to carry on without him. Which he doesn't like to do. Uh, So. They let. I don't know why this is. They let um, one of the little girls. Run the show. They've got a couple of. um, Little girls on the show. Who. Are really like brand new to radio. And. Hot Wings is there, and I don't know why he doesn't lead the show. I mean, his name is on the sign. But one of these little girls goes on there, and you won't believe the dynamic change in how it sounds now. It's really fucked up, and uh, Ben is chronicling that. I am focusing on a couple of moments, where, and I'll have video of this, of the Burn King getting so goddamn pissed off and uh, it it took me back. He makes it so uncomfortable um, because the, the, the fucking uh, uh, super thin skin that he has, which is always on display, you cross that motherfucker, and you are going to get some awkward. And that happened, and it was great. Plus, Freebird breaks down. He breaks down something that I've been talking about forever. Um, I have actually said to him before I got fired several times, I go, you are not saying usually appropriately. You are saying the word usually for usually and usable for usual. You need to fix that. And he got, Super fucking butthurt and thin skinned out on me and Gregged out and I was like, oh Jesus Christ. I'm talking to a fucking retard who I I'm trying to explain to a grown man how to say a word in the English language, and he's getting mad at me because I don't want him to sound like a retard anymore. How is this happening? Why don't you just practice it? You obviously have a major speech impediment that makes you look like a retard. And I'm trying to unretard you. Or just keep saying usable, you dumb fuck. That is tonight. And you can get that show for free. All you have to do is go to patreon.com slash Eric Zane and sign up for seven days free. All right. Sign up for the tier two so that you can watch it as I do it live. We'll do it live. Okay. So let me kick the Facebook X and uh, YouTube people out. Thank you so much. I'm going to bring Kyle in from a company that used to market themselves on this show in a moment. But I got to do a couple of ads and then I got to go pee. So, Kyle, you just hang tight. I see you there. I see you. Thank you. You are wonderful. The opening live stream is brought to you by Irvine's featuring Bossy Megan. ERVines.com. Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Who demands on this show, in all caps, that I tell a story that hurts my brain every time I tell it. She's like, dance, monkey! Dance, monkey! 616-532-6600 for Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Number one in West Michigan for a reason. Uh, The number one place to get a vehicle repaired by the best technicians, the best service. Oh, my God. The best coffee machine in the lobby. 616-532-6600. Sometimes works as a dog wash. For those of you who know, you know. Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV, where the dealerships take cars of their customers to, when they can't fix it of course they don't tell the customer that 616-532-6600 for irvines when it comes to insurance insurance is only one name and that is frank fuss my policy shop insurance frank is the guru on medicare and um healthcare marketplace obamacare you have till december 15th to sign up for obamacare before we get into the um I guess the next year you can still sign up. If you have a special circumstance like job, sudden job loss. But if you are just now, you know, let's say you're self-employed in between jobs or your employer does not offer insurance. Now is when you sign up. And if you go to healthcare.gov, you can do it on your own, but why, why not have Frank do it for you? No cost to you as always. And he's going to make sure you do this correctly. I've told this story many times. The first year I signed up for healthcare.gov, I did it incorrectly. And boy, I had a mess of a policy. Frank took me under his wing, his big burly man arm, and took care of me for year number two, and he has uh, every year since. So this is how you do it. Go to buyinsurancehere.com. Make an appointment. Mention me. There's a spot that says, how do you hear about me? Put Zane. It's a drop down. And then off you go. Maybe you need a life insurance policy to take care of you. I'm sorry to take care of your loved ones. If something terrible happens to you, God forbid. Uh, Frank's an expert on that too. Frank Fuss, buy insurance here. Dot is the best. Grand Rapids Gold play Saturday. I'm giving away tickets right now on Facebook. If you go to the post and like it. I've got a uh, four-pack of tickets to give away for the Grand Rapids Gold on Saturday featuring the Red Panda at halftime. Oh, my God. Little Asian minx on a unicycle, one foot on one pedal, other foot dangling in the air with bowls on it. Kicks her foot, goes flying in the air, lands on her head. How? I don't know. I want to interview red panda i mean how do you come up with that skill how do you stumble upon that it's uh, i'm not gonna lie uh, the red panda is more spectacular than anything you will see i mean because think about it you've seen basketball before i mean i love the gold and i love basketball but how many times in your life do you have the opportunity to see the red panda you can see it for just 14 bucks a ticket. Go to the Grand Rapids Gold website, search it online, Grand Rapids Gold, buy tickets, and off you go. I will be there Saturday. So will the Red Panda. So will the Gold. And uh, I want to see you there. T- bring the whole family. It's dirt cheap to go to a game. Okay. Uh, Kyle from a company that used to market. Uh, we'll be on with us just a minute. I gotta go tinkle. The suggestion that Easy pulls a Mel Tugger while interviewing the Red Panda. The fact that Tucker's name rhymes with Tugger. I mean, it's it's perfect. Mel Tugger. God damn, I love that. Uh, okay, time to bring in Kyle. From a company that used to market on the Eric Zane Show podcast. I usually send him a uh, note the day before. With an absurd name for the uh, Thursday broadcast. And I like him to read it. I like him to tell us. What the uh, name of the day is.
7: Hey, good morning, Kyle hello sir how are you i'm pretty freaking uh, i'm feeling pretty good this morning
1: you always seem to be in quite in like a good mood you know you got a you're very positive attitude
7: yeah I, I try to be you know it's, well, some, sometimes i, I could be a dick sometimes but it's not very often
1: <laughs> oh yeah i don't want to see that i don't want to i don't want to piss you off
7: yeah, it happens from time to time, and uh, yeah, I'm like uh, one of those people that uh, is, is like so chill most of the time, and so not like things get bottled up, but they get, um you know, uh, right, packaged right. up, we'll say, and then yeah, if I get super pissed, it'll all come out, dude, and people are like, well, damn. <laughs> uh,
1: God, I forgot what I was, I was just going to ask you, shit, like I was off and running, and then all of a sudden, I forgot what I was going to ask you. Do you, uh, have you been following, oh, first of all, uh, uh, what is today's show day name?
7: Oh yeah, let's. uh, Okay, yeah. I'm glad that you brought that up right away. Let's take a little fucking look here. Um, Eric Zane. So yesterday, 7:35 p.m. the the standard opening of Yo Yo. uh, So we got Yo Yo. Tomorrow is an unborn Greece. Wait, that's not right. Tomorrow is an abortion Greece as analube Thursday. You down?
1: Yeah, and you and you are. I mean, who wouldn't want to be down for
7: <laughs> abortion grease as anal lube Thursday? I mean, if you think about it, I mean, really, what, it's very environmentally friendly what you said. You know what I mean? If you're going to have abortion grease, you might as well use it for something else. You know what I mean?
1: You ever be walking down, downtown or maybe like, uh, you know, like occasionally they'll have those events downtown, like Festival of the Arts or, or whatever. And then oh, yeah. someone's on the street corner with a big fucking poster of a dead baby. Have you ever seen that guy?
7: Oh, yeah, for sure.
1: <laughs> I mean, what the fuck? That is so off-putting. I mean, I, I actually want to punish uh, the like the, the people who would have the mindset of carrying that sign around there. And I want to punish them by getting chicks pregnant and making them have an abortion.
7: <laughs> that's that's the best way to do it i'd say oh, so <laughs> no, those people they always they always pop up um actually the the most recent time i can remember is when like last christmas when i was in florida we were out on the beach fucking um you know having like a beach day look a little family time action and then um jmo starts fucking running down the beach so i gotta like chase him and what does he happen to be running straight to these fucking like i don't know what they were like super religious people they brought like a folding table out onto the beach and like set it down and like i'm talking we're we're talking like full like dress pants full like long sleeve white shirt and a tie and it's like a 100 degrees or some shit like that you know what i mean and they were on the beach and they're they're ready to fucking disseminate some information about their lord and savior and like was running right towards i'm like oh man here i am i'm on a fucking beach in florida and i did not think i'd have to worry about this This
1: it's horrible Fuck, I remember in Jersey, I would oftentimes go to the beach. So I'm hanging out at uh, Point Pleasant Beach. It's this incredible beach, white sand. It's awesome. It's like a fucking amusement park right there. And some son of a bitch hired a guy in a goddamn plane (laughs) pulling a gigantic sign of a dead baby. This fucking Billboard sized dead baby over the ocean is like motherfucking shit, you asshole. Fuck you.
7: Oh my I god. I, wouldn't you just love to have like uh like that's like that sort of discretionary income where you could just pay for that? Like no problem. Oh, you know what I mean?
1: Jesus Christ. Talk about uh I mean, if I had that type of money, I'd be blowing it on orgies and drugs. Why the fuck? Oh, Jesus Christ. There's nothing worse than an ultra religious motherfucker. And, uh, and, and who, uh, is rich, you know, that's, that's a, that's a horrible combination.
7: Let me, let me ask you this little, this little sweetheart of a question right here. If you were a rich ass dude who had discretionary income and you decided, you know what? I'm going to fucking do it. I'm going to get a plane billboard. What would you put on it? Um, probably I'm assuming, I'm assuming you'd fuck with people so i'm assuming it's going to be intense
1: <laughs> yeah i would get a sign that says ottawa impact sucks dick or something like that <laughs> about those oh, assholes. Yeah. Hey,
7: where are, you, are you like um I, I saw are you like like this like the subject of some man's hatred in ottawa county or something
1: yeah there's that old fuck uh <laughs> yeah some dick named jack uh he he didn't like my uh nonsense that I was talking and uh he decided to break it down and he uh, he's a real weirdo narcissistic type of asshole and so um he he actually when he was tr- uh talking down to me he said I hope Eric Zane reaches out to me so I can uh show him the way so I did I called him I go hey Jack uh, yeah hey I'm <laughs> I'm ready for my lesson asshole <laughs> and he never called me back.
7: Man, that sucks. You know what I mean? I, that's like the fucking internet right there. You know what I mean? You can't just like call people out and then just not like not back it up. Uh, you know what yeah, I mean? you
1: gotta you gotta get after it. You know? I I mean I would love to fight him if we could actually arrange a a fight. um You know, like if I had um what's the name of that guy? uh Logan Paul, Logan Paul, and Jake Paul. Those guys got so much money from doing fun shit online. I mean, uh-huh. if I had that type of money. I would build a goddamn boxing ring in, in my front yard. And if someone pissed me off, I'd offer them a ton of money to have a fight like right then and there, you know, like, oh, man, I would say, Jack Chuck, sure. I'll give you a hundred thousand dollars to fight me on my front lawn in my boxing ring. And then we would just have people there and cameras and sponsors and, and, and we'd fucking fight and then people would watch the fight.
7: Oh, hell yeah. I mean, you could like, you could, re- you could actually like literally probably do it where you're just like, you know what? Come fight me, dude. And like all the proceeds will go to charity or whatever the fuck you're yeah. trying to do. And then like, the- that's a catch 22 right there. He's like, oh, well, fuck. Like, I don't want to fight him, but I do want, right. I do want that money.
1: Otherwise he's out the hundred grand and he looks like a bitch.
7: Yeah, oh so, yeah. And then yeah, and it's in your front yard so you get to do like weird shit, you know what I oh mean? Yeah. Like put like like Vaseline on your your knees or some shit like that.
1: Yeah, sure. You know, we just Vaseline on your knees. What does that do?
7: I don't fucking know. It's just the first thing you could, you, I guess if you had Vaseline in your knees, you could do like a sweet little like knee slide move and then go into opera or something like that. I don't fucking know. Yeah, I, I,
1: I, I, think you, I think it just flew out of you somehow. The old, the old Vaseline on the knees. I don't know how effective that's going to be. You know,
7: yeah, I don't, it's, It won't be. Um,
1: okay. So what is your thing on this Harbaugh thing?
7: Yeah, I don't really, I don't really care at all. I, I, I haven't been paying attention. I don't, know, okay. I don't know what the fuck's going on. I, I, when I signed on earlier, I mean, I heard you guys talking okay, so about you, it. Okay, but... so you
1: haven't been following that story, like?
7: No, yeah, I'm just like, you know, whatever happens, happens, whatever. <laughs> Tyler writes. I'd like to
1: imagine that Kyle has easy in his phone as fucking Eric Zane, dude.
7: You know, let me look at it. I just have you in there as Eric Zane. I'm fucking. I, I'll come up with a sweet ass name to put in there okay, for you. Okay,
1: good. Uh, do you now? Hey, uh, I want to talk to you a little bit about the Lions and I s- something else before I would get into the Lions. The NFL is remarkable in that, um, like Baltimore, when they beat the shit out of the Lions, the Lions in that game looked like the worst football team of the year, and the Ravens uh-huh. looked like the best. Since then, the Ravens I mean, they lost, I think, to Cleveland. Well, yeah Cleveland, yeah, Cleveland is, some, is somehow six and three there is just all it's remarkable uh Houston suddenly has gotten good um CJ Stroud is a terrific quarterback for them um there's all sorts of these interesting things and it's so bizarre you you got teams like um uh Denver beating Buffalo in Buffalo. God damn that was fucking insane. And then the Lions. It was crazy. And then the Lions. God damn it. Holy shit. To go and do uh in that crazy game against LA against the that Chargers. Holy shit, dude. I was shitting my pants when it was fourth and two. And they went for it and uh and, and got that first down when they threw the pass to uh the the rookie tight end. It was insane.
7: I know straight up straight up like that was I would I hate those decisions. I think there was like I don't even fucking know. Like a minute or something or a minute some change left or whatever and I'm like okay. It's fucking fourth and two here. Like like I'm talking about like that feeling like you get in your gut when you're watching something happen. Yes. I hate it when it's like that where you're like okay, I don't want to go for it on fourth and two cuz it's too scary, yes. but also I don't want to kick a field goal and give it back. Exactly, you know what I mean? So exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I hate those moments, dude.
1: Let me tell you something. The old Lions would have tried to kick it. They would have missed it, and then the other team would have gone down and kicked a field goal and won the game. And the fact that that, uh, Dan Campbell, I mean, the ball's on this guy. Because we were all thinking the same thing. But that motherfucker uh, dialing up that play, you know, I think that the difference between them and other teams is the coaching. Uh, This Ben Johnson guy is a goddamn genius, and uh, the Lions are on fucking fire
7: again. Yeah, straight up, I I do like to think that. I like to think, uh, well, you know, I guess Aaron Glenn, is he's doing better this year, but, you know, has his games or whatever. But, yeah, Ben Johnson, definitely fucking a genius. And I like this setup where you got, like, your coordinators who are fucking, you know, doing pretty good and got, like, some smart shit going on. But your head coach, there's no way, like, Dan Campbell, I feel like at his house, I feel like he just walks around, like, naked 24-7, just fucking veins popping out, just roid raging at people. And just fucking his balls they just can't fit in pants you know no, what i mean like no. that it's too
1: intense <laughs> he's like he's like the most ripped coach in the history of anything i mean that son of a bitch should do the game with his shirt off you know and after <laughs> every game, sick. and you know he's got a huge dick he you know despite years of steroid use he's probably got like a three-foot dick
7: Oh straight up yeah he, he swings it around the house for sure You know what I mean he's probably hit a kid in the face once oh, yeah. or twice, or those, like, those kids are like
1: Those kids like dad hit us with your dick more
7: <laughs> yeah, Can you imagine how fucked up that story would be If like you had a black eye at school and, Like your teacher is like what happened and you're like yeah my dad's huge fucking dick Hit me in the face It was an accident <laughs> though you know what I mean <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit
1: my dad's got a huge dick, and he swings it around. Goddamn!
7: <laughs> also, he's Dan Campbell. <laughs> yes,
1: Motor City Dan Campbell. Uh, okay, so you must pred- you must be predicting a win then for the Lions. They play Chicago,
7: dude. I, yeah, I think it's going to happen. I mean, you know the. <laughs> Whenever I fucking see Chicago, like, most fucking... Okay, I don't know how, Most of my life, Chicago's been, like, relatively bad. But then, like, there was, like, a little time when I was younger where they were, like, good for, like, a while. Yeah. So, like, in my head, like, naturally... Like, same, you know, when I think about, like, the Browns or, like, in the NBA, like, when I think about the Clippers or whatever, I'm like, these teams are just, like... It's God's way that they're not supposed to be good. You know what right, I mean? Like they're not right. supposed to. So, I assume that we're going to beat the Bears. But then I always, I always get, like, a little bit scared. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, in those games...
1: I don't take anything for granted. I mean, and this because of what I was talking about to start this, this, uh, chat about football. They, any game, any week, it's so fucking unpredictable. And that's what I think makes it really enjoyable to watch.
7: Oh yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I was actually arguing with, just, I don't know. I wasn't arguing. I was saying some stuff. Um, on it, like one of the, the sports groups uh, that I'm in on Facebook or whatever, um, where I'm like, here's the fuck. Like, a lot of people in these groups like to be like put themselves as the general manager of whatever team they're talking about. And they're like, oh, well, here's what I would have done. And like, oh, swing this trade, you know? And then like, I'm always like reminding people, I'm like, basically everybody in the NFL is like equally as good. You know what I mean? Like some guys are just like, like, like half a percent better than the other guys. You know what I mean? But like everybody's pretty fucking good. You know what I mean?
1: Yes. Yes. And a lot of it has to do with how they're coached and the schemes that they draw up. I mean, it's, it's a chess match. Oh yeah for sure um, Okay anything going on spectacular in your life That you want to break down for us
7: Kyle Let me ask you motherfucking This really quick um, Did uh, Did your wife end up going to Frankenmuth Yes well, Okay Ask her this question and then tell me next week Here's my, here's my fucking gripe about Frankenmuth, right? I don't fucking, and I actually made, I, I was making dumbass jokes the whole time we were there, but I don't understand where the fuck you're supposed to park in Frankenmuth. You, have you been there? Do you know what I'm fucking talking about? Dude? I do not.
1: I, it's been so long. And I just remember, I remember nothing because it obviously is just a hype machine, tourist
7: trap, shit box down. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Like we okay, so there's obviously like the big places, like we when we first got there we went to that fucking big ass Christmas store, which obviously they have shit tons of parking or whatever. And then we were staying in that water park there which was super fucking sick. Um, but like outside of that we were like trying to like drive into the town to like uh, go to, like I wanted to go to the fucking fudge place. Like, give me some fucking fudge for sure. Right. Um, And then, you know, check out some shops or whatever. And we're just like driving up and down the road. And I mean, the traffic's out of control for sure. And I'm like looking around and I'm like, I don't understand where the fuck I'm supposed to park this car, dude. Because like, every time you try to like turn into a place where it looks like it could be a parking spot, like it, or uh, not a parking spot, like a parking lot potentially, like it ain't, you know what I mean? Or there's a bunch of cars in the way. Right. It was just fucking wild, dude. Yeah, I
1: uh, I I don't envy you. Um, I, I I I hate places like that. Like when we go to um, Tennessee to visit um, the Smoky Mountains, you are next to the two biggest tourist traps in the world, Pigeon Forge and Gatlinburg. Oh, for sure. I mean, I like I avoid those. I we go off the beaten path, and we don't even see a car because all we do is hang out in the mountains. Those motherfuckers, Jesus Christ, I hate it.
7: Yeah, that's that's seriously that's that's the way I, would, I like to do it too. Just fucking off in that disty, you know what I mean? Like, keep, get me away from the people, which is actually weird because that's how my dad is too. When I was younger, I always thought that was so funny. I'm like, he's like, I don't really like people. I don't want to be around people. And like, I always thought it was funny, but like now I'm the same way. Oh, you know yeah, what I mean?
1: Yeah, yeah. More trees, less assholes. That's a, that's the that's what you need to live by. When you're around oh, so yeah. around more trees, you have less assholes.
7: Yeah, I agree with that. I like
1: that a lot. All right. Let's see.
7: Anything else going on we need to discuss? Yeah, Eric Zane, let me ask you this. Have you heard of, um, I was reading this news article about this fucking, this Scottish lady that was uh, running a marathon. Have you heard about this? I don't think so. So, yeah, so this fucking, um, yeah, this lady yeah, she straight up um, is, like, running this race or whatever. And then she decides, all right, I think it was, like, I don't know, 50 kilometers or, or however big it was. But, like, halfway through or something, she just hops in this car for, like, like four kilometers or something like that. Oh, so like, she cheated. Yeah, she, like, got in the car. And then um, so then she finishes the race or whatever. And, like, obviously, like now the, the race officials are all pissed and shit um but they were saying to her like um like dude you straight up uh you went into the car like we tracked you like we saw it you know and then she said yeah, yeah i did do it um but actually i told the guys at the end of the race that i got in the car um so that i i, I didn't fit i finished the race in a non-competitive way whatever the fuck that means right and then the race officials are like Oh yeah, hold on, bitch. Because let me fucking say this: you took a trophy because I guess you got in third or whatever, and they're like, you took the fucking trophy. Um, but you, why did you take the trophy if you were doing it in a non competitive yeah. way? And she's like, ah, you yeah, know, whatever, you know. And I think it's fucking. That's just a fucking hilarious story. Just. She
1: admitted it and then took the trophy and then took the pictures. She says now she admitted she was wrong to pose for pictures and to accept a wooden trophy and medal when she crossed the line. However, she claimed that arriving from Australia the night before had left her jet lagged. She blamed jet lag as making her not think straight.
7: Well, hey, you know, it's it's I I you know me as a very very experienced marathon runner. Um, yeah, you, it's, it's it's common marathon running um etiquette that you don't get there the day before. You know what I mean?
1: <laughs> and what's interesting, and you know, it's uh, also by the way, the story was in. Uh, I, I see it making the rounds, but it actually happened in April. Uh, oh,
7: was it wasn't a long time ago It wasn't
1: that long ago um uh, but yeah it's it's uh, it's a few months old what's interesting too is the uh the director of the race who um uh ended up disqualifying her the director of the ultra marathon's name is wayne drinkwater oh <laughs> <Hell> yeah baby <laughs> Which, i mean i what what the hell i'd be like uh Uh, Wayne Drinkwater is the director. The assistant director is, uh, uh, Joey, sweat your balls off. (laughs) Frank, uh, bad cramps. Jesus. Um, all
7: right. And then let me tell you this other story real quick. Eric Zane, this was actually, I never even heard of this website before, but there's some website called the shepherd express, um, it's, it's, yeah, like, you know, funny news stories or whatever, but get this. And this just happened, like, right at the end of October. Um, there's a store in some place in Wales, which, if I understand that correctly, is Great Britain, right?
1: It's right, yeah, they're all they're all connected. I didn't even know that for a long time.
7: <laughs> yeah. For the longest
1: time, I'd never heard of that. Someone said, yeah, so-and-so is the Prince of Wales. I go, what the fuck is Wales? <laughs>
7: You know, I'm straight up. I've am hundred percent with you right there. Um, but anyway, so this fucking um store, they were working with a children's charity or whatever, um, and you know, like give us some shit like to give to these kids or yeah, whatever. Yeah. I don't, I'm paraphrasing right. Um but uh, <laughs> so anyways, they had to put out a fucking like another report or like another sign or whatever to tell telling people to not leave their sex toys as donations. Oh, boy and i'm like and i said like please be mindful that we are a children's charity and as such we have ranges of ages that you know what I mean? But anyways, that is like, it's funny to me because everyone's always like, yeah, you know, people in like the British people are not funny or whatever, but that's pretty fucking funny, dude. Just like some, I'm imagining like some hammered dude, it's probably hammered. I'm guessing at the time or whatever. It's just like, right. yeah, I'm going to go home and get my wife's fucking dildy, dude. I'm going to throw this dildy right in the old box. God dude. Damn. That's hilarious. That is man.
1: And then, uh, I, I, I wonder, cause you know, a lot of times the people that work at those donation places um they're they're generally idiots so you know i i can just picture uh somebody just uh putting it on the shelf it's this big thing with with like a fist on the end of it and uh and and putting a price tag on it it smells like a goddamn dead pelican and uh yeah i i i can totally see that i cannot believe that but it's hilarious that Going through yeah, those, just, uh, going through those stores like Goodwill is entertaining. You can kill like 45 minutes just to see the shit that the the garbage are trying to sell, and the people that are trying to sell it. Man, uh, it's it's really something
7: yeah i used to uh like way back in the day um you know back when i was like younger and like trying to be all you know like looking good for colleges and stuff like when i was in like the national honor society and stuff we used to do like uh like donating time i guess you'd say at, at goodwill and like I used to like, like put shit together. I guess it's, you know, like right. assemble shit that yeah. they would get from. Um, but anyways, yeah. Like that's a hundred percent my experience, dude. There's like crazy ass fucking people in there, like asking me crazy ass questions right. about cr- crazy ass items that came from other crazy ass people. It was, it was, it was a wild experience for sure.
1: I think we're getting out of the mode where people, cause you know, that was like a cool thing to do. Go buy someone's used clothes.
7: And it's like, what? No, don't do that. What are you, an asshole? Man, when I was, uh, get this, I, when I used to work at J C Penney, um I would have probably been like, at this point, I'd probably like 20 or 21 or something like that. But I was like, listen, guys, I was like, here's what I think we got to motherfucking do. And I was like, it's going to be better for everybody in the fucking world and better for J C JCPenney and better. But for anything, right? So here's what you do You change the whole fucking, like, clothing s- store slash whatever, like, business model yeah. To where you make all the clothes that, like, you put on a shirt or whatever And it's only gonna last you one day, right? If you buy it for, like, a penny or some shit or, like, a nickel or whatever And you put on the fucking shirt and it's made out of shit that's, like, you know, gonna, like, yeah. biodegrade Yeah, or some it, shit it's like made that. out of, like, Kleenex yeah, yeah, some crazy shit like that, right? So you get done with your your shirt and pants for the other day, you just toss those fuckers in like a recycle bin or something like that, and. That way, you know, you, the the stores are they're selling way more shit. Yeah. You're fucking, you're not, you don't have to wash your fucking clothes, which was actually where my, this idea came from. Cause as a 20, 20 year old male, I was like, I don't want to do my fucking laundry. Wow. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that could be like a, a sick ass fucking idea that changes the world, baby.
1: This sounds like one of those ideas that someone who's stoned
7: all the time comes up with. You know, I, Hey, I mean, I was 2021, 20, <laughs> you know what I fucking mean? Yeah. Those, <laughs> those are, those are called high ideas. Yeah, 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 for sure. Uh and I've had several several more exactly fucking like that. Some some more practical, some way less.
1: Yes, of course. Okay. Uh any any uh any new babies coming in your future?
7: No, nope, no, nope, definitely not. No no new babies coming. there's there's conversation we're in talks. Okay, <laughs> you know all I mean? right. We're, all we're, right. We're, we're signing contracts and shit, but I don't fucking know, dude. All right.
1: Uh as always, thank you. And uh, next weekend is Thanksgiving. I won't be with you. I'll be traveling. So I will talk to you in two weeks.
7: Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, a, next Thursday is uh, Thanksgiving. Hell yeah. Hell yes. Have you made any plans? Yeah, we're going to uh, Blue's family's house because uh, last year we did you know Thanksgiving at my parents' house and Christmas with them. So yeah, no, we, have- yeah you got to flip it to be, you know, Democratic or whatever.
1: Uh, yep, absolutely. I know how that is. All right, as always, thank you. All right, love you guys. Peace. Peace. There you go. Kyle from a company that used to market on the Eric Zane Show podcast. Now spending his money on the local thrifty nickel or whatever the hell that is. Uh, it has shown up in my mailbox once and I did see the ad. I did see it. And then I took it and threw it away. Okay. Think about that. They made the business decision to be put on a piece of shit junk mail as opposed to me uh, explicitly detailing how important it is to rent one of the products that they have. Um, As we finish this, uh, this segment up, Joe Martinez giving me a weird type of cryptic, maybe I'll try that in his marketing. So now he's, he's getting like, he wants to like rub my nose in it because of all I'm doing is reporting what has happened with Harbaugh. He's hanging that over my head. Maybe I'll try that. And then he writes, go blue. Harbaugh rules. Eric sucks. The only thing that's going to stop Joe Martinez from all of that tough talk is Michigan getting beaten? Then the steam will be. Uh, he'll it'll it'll you know wind will be out of his sails. He'll lose steam. That's what I'm trying to say. Linda says, "Um, I work for a direct mail company." LOL. Joe says, "No evidence," and then he says a word in Spanish that I don't know. Babadoos, Babadoos, Babados. Well, all right. I'm just telling you that you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. You're the same retard who said that there is a judge on standby and he'll be coach- uh, coaching against Penn State. You said that. And you had no idea what you were talking about. None. That is not true. But yet you heard it somewhere, you saw it somewhere. So the, hey, that's that's good enough for me. I'll just take it and run. I'll just take it and run. So when you say there's no proof, I take that with no grains of salt. Okay. Joe Martinez says there was, and the judge ruled. I don't think that means what you think it means. You said. There's a judge on standby. He'll be coaching against Penn State. Did he coach against Penn State? No, dummy. God damn! What a pain in the ass you are. Thank you to Kyle from a company that used to market on the Eric Show podcast. Uh, I want to talk about the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. When it comes to getting a mortgage, 231-332-6505. Maybe you need to get money out of your home. Very possible. Let's say you're in that home and uh, you've lived in it for 10 years. You got a, a nice little pile of equity built up. And the roof is uh, needs to be replaced. What are you going to do? Are you going to use a credit card to pay for it? No, that's insane. Oh, how about this? The guy who's putting the roof on, he says, hey, you can sign up for uh, a line of credit and the interest rate on that is ridiculous or use your home's equity and you barely even notice it. Okay, let's say you get 20 grand out of your home. um, What you pay off. When you do pay that off, you're using the uh, uh, low mortgage interest rate as opposed to the credit card bill or a line of credit through the uh, guy who's putting the roof on. Uh, you do that. And it, people do that. I've done that countless times. That's what it's there for. Okay? The Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage can make that a reality in the quickest way possible. Paying uh, extra attention to all the details for you. Rolling out the red carpet. Uh, Ask about the red carpet treatment from your old pal, EZ 231-332-6505. No matter where you are in the U S reach out to the Mario Flores, Lakeshore team of Van Dyke mortgage. Now, despite all of his go blue hysteria, why the hell Joe Martinez, do you even root for that team? If you walked onto that campus in Ann Arbor they would arrest you. okay? You're more of a Michigan State guy. You should be rooting for Michigan State. You know, that whole uh, blue collar attitude of yours. That's a Michigan State thing. Farm Michigan State makes farmers. For fuck's sake. I don't know why you're so you and Kuiper's both. I mean, Kuipers would be walking around with a fucking dunce hat on. Jesus. Uh, anyway, Joe Martinez from A&E Heating and Cooling. There is still time left. You have to the end of the month to schedule your uh, furnace um, to be tuned up and cleaned, which is something you should do every month. And uh, so you see a lot of the HVAC companies in town are pushing that. get your Get it tuned before you start using it every day as the temperature falls. The difference with Joe is, well, first of all, his rate of $79 is already lower than everybody else's, but he, until the 1st of December, the amount you pay is not $79. It is $0. And this isn't one of those bullshit things where you like you pay Joe and then he gives you a rebate form and you have to mail it in with proof of insurance and uh, all this other information. No, 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 no. This this is how this works. You book with Joe, 616 516 8579. They come, they tune up the furnace, and then they leave. That's it. You don't pay a dime. He turns in all your information to DTE Energy, who he's working in cooperation with, and then they pay him the seventy nine bucks. That's awesome. I think Joe might even be at home drinking um, and he has like his crews go out and do it for him while he counts his cheddar and beats off to his Jim Harbaugh poster. That's what I think happens. But anyway, get your furnace tuned up for $0. Um. Gonzalez, nineteen sixty nine, writes you and Joe Martinez going back and forth reminds me of hockey night in Canada. Don Cherry and Ron McLean. Oh, that that's cool. I remember those guys. Uh, Joe writes, we are Michigan referring to being in uh in Ann Arbor he says I was already there going again F State we are Michigan look at that I am looking at uh three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12 13 14 15 16 17 comments and 15 of them are Joe Martinez. Hang on a second. I got to log in again so that I can sit his fucking fat ass down for 600 seconds. All right. There you go. Yellow, yellow, red. For that, you are now seated. Got to keep it real. You have uh, broken a major rule there with the unbelievable amount of messages. Tyler says, "Uh uh-oh, warming up the band, Hammer, swinging shoulder. Linda says, thank God. I don't know why Linda would say that. Yeah, he's getting, see, the thing is, Michigan fan is um, remarkably annoying. Okay. They don't see things any other way. Uh Oh, Joe is using his sock account now. So now I got to sit that one down. He has got like two accounts or something like that. The guy's quiet for four years and uh, ten months, and then Harbaugh gets in trouble and is now banned, and all of a sudden you—he's a chatterbox. You can't stop him from talking. Okay. This happened in Mexico. Uh, it's old. I'm not going to play that. This happened yesterday. Yesterday, uh, deer season opened up. Firearms deer season. I think it's, what, 15 days in Michigan? You had 15 day- days to uh, go harvest your deer, whatever the fuck. So um, that's, a, that's a big thing around here. And I guess some local couple. I don't know why this is a, a a news story. I guess it's a news story because of where I live. But a local TV station decided that they needed to do a story on a husband-wife duo. That if you kill a deer, you bring it to their house. They process the deer. So... Whatever. Butcher it, I guess. Isn't that what processing is? And then, after they process the deer, they will deliver the goods to your home. The meat. So they've added the element of delivery to it. Which, why the fuck would that be a news story? I think because... They know who the audience is. You have so many Hill Jacks that are part of this community. That this story will be unbelievably popular online and on Facebook. So, uh, here you got this chick. She's at the back of the truck here wearing her stupid camouflage shit. And by the way, if you're triggered by dead deer, you will see a lot of them here. Okay. Uh this is, this breaks my heart. It's somebody like, Oh, you big pussy. It's like, yeah, I know. I know. I just, I just can't even think about it. And I, I, I know we have to have this in Michigan and I will eat your food, but I'm going to do it the way it's done in a civilized world. You go to the store and you buy it. Um, uh,
5: across the state were able to dust off their guns and head out into the woods today, as this was the first day of firearm hunting season.
0: This is David Horak tells us how a couple of them who landed a prize buck are also promoting their unique business.
1: Firearm season is a time for hunters to dust off the guns, but all. Old David Horak here doing the shot in front. Look at all these dead deer hanging. That's what you do. every small community has a place like this where they got these gallows that are up and then these sick fucks go they kill the deer and then they bring it over to this place and they hang them on these gallows and then they stand around and jack off that's a regular thing around here it's called the deer jack off also
5: a time for a particular couple to also cash in on a business
1: opportunity
5: 212 is the hanging weight. hey
1: congratulations Okay, so these two are are happy. Look at, look at, this is a typical Michigan Hilljack pile of shit couple. Oh, that's
5: awesome. Karina Bowen's first deer on opening day is a special one since it's also Ugh. her first buck. At-
1: look at the dude uh, stringing it up. He's got a cigarette in his mouth, of course. Ever.
3: I'm totally going to
1: get it mounted. Okay. Um, now, this chick has a lot of the qualities um, to win the Honorable Andrea... Schaefer Hill Jack of the Year Award. Fucked up teeth, mottled skin, dead eyes, uh and mossy um, oak. This is gonna be my- Camouflage
3: present for
1: her, her clothing, since it's also her first. Bump and sounds like a stupid idiot. Ever.
3: I'm totally gonna get it mounted. Um, it's gonna be my birthday present, so like totally happy about that. And I
7: totally to get I know
3: you want. We're gonna do venison and meat sticks, definitely.
1: Getting a processed to make. What
5: an idiot! You can just hear how stupid that, is that chick easy, is. But Special one, since it's also
1: her first buck ever.
3: I'm totally going to get it mounted. Um, gonna... And
1: then I'm going to get mounted. Meet my birthday present.
3: So, like, totally happy about that. And then, yeah, going to do venison and meat sticks, definitely.
1: You should take the money and get some braces.
5: Getting a process to make that is not easy. But Bowen's boyfriend, Brian Feenstra, had an idea. It's a couple of old concepts that have been well...
1: Yeah, this guy, you can tell.
5: Ottawa impact all the way. Proven. Uh... You can see him coming a mile away. The uh, DoorDash concept, bringing food to people's door, but then also the butchering concept.
3: I thought it was going to like a crazy idea, but honestly, he's talented and smart. And I was like, you know what? Let's do it.
5: Enter Deer Dash, Uh, Feenstra, and Bowen's. I think one of you actually said Deer Dash in the comments. This is that picks up deer at Hunter's homes, butchers the meat and returns it in vacuum sealed packages. Not everybody's a, a 20-year-old guy with a pickup truck that's strong and can lift his deer into the back of his pickup. And uh, quite frankly, in the world that we live in, it's so busy out there. Everybody's got a busy work schedule now and uh, families to be taken care of. They don't want to spend the extra time driving half an hour to, uh, to their local processor.
1: Over the last year, the couple... I wouldn't be surprised if Dash actually paid the TV station for this and they're making it out to be... You see this from time to time. Uh, why are you doing this as a news story? And I can bet you any money... They paid for this so-called news story. says they've gotten a few customers and garnered interest from others. They're I mean, made- otherwise, why would they give a shit? They, they wouldn't. Look at this idiot. Making our job a lot easier if they're just loading them up right here from here and uh, yeah. taking them in. This is going to make a lot of hunters pretty happy,
5: which to them is a good problem to have. Overload is a real thing. It's going to we're going to have a few sleepless days coming up here for sure. And so firearm season goes through November 30th.
1: Why can't the hunters look like David Horak here? Why do all the hunters have to look like slobs? We're near
5: Bay Gore. David Horak,
1: News 8. You know, they should have a They should work on like how they look out in the open. When, when a hunter is out in the wild, why does he always have to look like a psychopathic piece of shit? Speaking of psychopathic pieces of shit, Nick at the arena writes, I got my buck at 730 this morning. Nick refers to that uh, local sleaze who was talking. As wife material right there. Linda writes, my 10-year-old great nephew got the biggest deer out of anyone at the farm yesterday in eight point. What? You have a 10-year-old out doing that hilljack shit? Brandis picked up on that skank voice chick Ew, that voice and her word choices. Yuck. Oh, you could just hear the meth pouring out of her eyes. Nick writes, if you're too lazy to deal with your deer, don't shoot it. I process all deer myself. Yeah, I think that if you were, if I was, uh, uh, an animal enough to participate in this horrible, horrible endeavor, um, I think that that would be the way to do it. You know, you, uh, is it, what is it called? Field dressing. Don't you have to, um, kill the deer and then, um, you, while it's laying there on the forest floor, the meadow floor, the ground. You have to do something with it. Don't you have to, like, uh, take out all the uh, internal organs and just, like, pitch them over your shoulder or some shit? And then I think, I, what, I saw it in a movie where they, that might have been Red Dawn, where they make the kid kills his first deer and they make him eat the heart or take a bite out of the heart. Yeah, I, I, that's a good idea. Then you got to lug the fucking thing to where you can get it out of the woods and you take it over and you string it up. This is with the extent of my knowledge. And then at some point you got to process it, you know, kind of like uh, when, you're, when you're cleaning your fish. So that I guess that means skinning it and chopping his head off and uh, cutting all the important uh, chunks of meat. You got to know what the fuck you're doing here. I can't imagine that, having the skill. That actually is a skill. That's like you have the skill of a butcher at that point. I couldn't do it. I just can't. I can eat it. Once you uh, you you, uh, uh, process it and you package all the uh, chunks of meat up, then it's a different world. It's totally different. Tyler says, you then have to cut off its head and wear it proud like an I am a veteran hat. Ugh, those fucking hats. Hey, I'm a veteran. Shut up. Whatever. I'm a dock worker. I'm a lawn care specialist. All right. I heard Greg making a big deal about something veteran related the other day. I think when he went off with... Uh, with wife number two, they they have a family member who retired from the military and they were making a big deal about it. And, uh, the whole business of, Oh my God, serving, serving for it. It's like, it's a job, you know, they get paid. You know that that's a career. That is a job. It just so happens that part of the job that you sign up for may involve you massacring villages. And I'm guessing that they're like, I can't wait to massacre a village. It's still a job. Volunteer job. Now, for me, the ones that were drafted who didn't want to go and fight and went and fought during wartime. Now, those are the motherfuckers. Who like all right? You know, some guy on a goddamn swift boat lighting up a Viet Cong village. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Well, anyway. Um. All right. So there you go. That's what's that's that's a uh, I guess a business. Who knows? Uh. On the Patreon, I need to tell you about the uh, famous person, very, very famous, very, very funny person who has a daughter uh, that is now a dude, has become a son. As you know, transgender, um, I have a transgender person that I love very much in my family. My daughter's boyfriend was born a chick and is now a dude. How about that? You'll hear my thoughts because this famous person is like, oh boy, there's some adjustment needed. I don't know if I can handle this. Now, I don't have a daughter that's becoming a boy, but I know people that have, including the mother of my daughter's boyfriend who used to be a chick. I want to talk about that. I don't know if there's necessarily anything funny in it, but I still want to talk about it. And then uh, tomorrow we have the big Michigan hearing. Can you imagine how butthurt Joe Martinez is going to be? If the judge says, yeah, no, you're going to be suspended. We will be able to hear some of the evidence in that the big 10 is going to be, well, we do have evidence and here it is. She's going kind to of like, well, yeah, you fucking cheated. Sit your fucking ass down. Jesus. That's the way it should be. Okay. The asshole of the day today. Yesterday, we made it to be uh, Mr. Free Beer just for kicks because I didn't have anybody else. Uh, if you have any nominations for asshole of the day, by all means. Otherwise, I have to figure this out for myself. Joe says Maryland is getting beat. Oh, no. He's back. He's back. Oh, God. That's terrible news. Uh, The Ferris State football coach knows how to take his punishment. Uh, Harbaugh does not. Thus, all the whining... If he were a man, he'd say, yes, I cheated, and uh, I'm taking my three, three games. Harbaugh is your asshole of the day. Brought to you by TC Paintball. Every asshole of the day that I put on there, Rick agrees and endorses. He will join us tomorrow if he's not jet-setting and doing vacation things with his family. There you go. That's my time. Enjoy the rest of your day. Otherwise, I'll talk to you on Patreon. Thank you. I will leave you with one more 10-minute banning. Joe Martinez gets his second banning. Talk to you later. Bye-bye.